Good morning, good morning. Hope you've had a good weekend. Now remember, whatever happened, it's gone now, isn't it? We've got today to focus on, and that's all that matters. You can make the next action a good one, or one that's probably going to take you down the wrong path. Few, few things. I said I would weirdly. Few things. Christmas challenge starts a week today. So if you listen to us as a silver member, uh, monthly, you get 25% off. Annual, you get 50% off. And if you're a gold member for free, you don't have to do anything. We will let you know the information at the end of the week. Five weeks of training hard. You know, you've got five workouts every day. Sorry, five workouts every week. Um, one At 6.30am in the morning, all recorded, of course. So use this week now as a preparation week. You know, definitely go and do some workouts this week. Get your steps in. You know, if you haven't been tracking... You can go into and redo the questionnaire, start it from today, so today's your day one again, and you'll have a check-in on Monday next week. You know, start thinking about making the most of the challenge, because every challenge we do is unique. It's, another, it's a different type of theme all the time, and the theme we're going into is discipline. Do we need discipline? What is discipline? How can we look at our actions, motivation, self-drive, all this stuff? So hopefully by the time you go into Christmas this year, you're going to be feeling different, you're going to learn a lot feeling stronger than you ever felt before hopefully and if you do earn fat loss and you pick fat loss in the app a lot of you hopefully will go to maintenance and think about power and strength and going into these types of challenges with fat loss not as the main goal and that's a change that's a big change because every single thing we do revolves around fat loss and some of you still got fat to lose you know some of you got like 30 40 pounds to lose it's fine but sometimes we need to take a break and actually go to maintenance and give our a go and train hard and enjoy that, knowing we can go back and do a fat loss phase in January, right? So give it a go, have a think about it. Um, two studies to talk about today as well. Uh, one study is about like the reality check comments on Instagram. So a previous study looked at if you only spend seven minutes a day on Instagram, it would negatively impact your mental health, especially for women, because uh, you think, oh, I wish I looked as good as them, all that stuff. But there was another study that looked at if people saw comments like, yeah, but, you know, this is her in a perfect light, then, yeah, but, you know, this is a job, you know, kind of more like those reality check comments, showed that it actually made some people feel better um, than before they went on the app that time. Um, but the important thing is, is you, you you hardly get reality check comments on Instagram. It is a slot machine. You don't know what you're going to see. Most of the time, you're going to feel worse about yourself going on, you know, going on social media. Um, you're never going to compare yourself fairly on social media because you always think you are way worse than what you're comparing to. That's just how we are. Um, and if you do start feeling, if you are, you need to do like a, a full-on life audit. Like start thinking about this. Like, okay, I'm not feeling too happy these days. I'm feeling down, feeling anxious. You know, like, you know, let's have a look at, let's have a look at the facts of my life. How many times am I going on Instagram a day? How many times am I going watching the news a day? Am I doing walks? Am I going? On, am I getting my steps done? Am I getting actually going out in the light in the day? Even if it's raining and stuff, make sure you go out in the light in the day because it's going to get dark at 5 p.m. Some of you will never, might not go outside at all these days. You know, you have to start looking at these things. And we know comparison is not great. So if you do use social media, have a clean, have a cleanse. Unfollow people that make you feel bad, even if they're inspiring. You know, just unfollow them if they make you feel bad about yourself. And you know, you look at people who are inspirational. And they're inspirational through their actions and stuff, but there's a lot of people out of this. Just, Instagram's a bragging place. So it's a tough place to be because everyone's always bragging about what they've achieved and what they're doing, you know, all this stuff. And it makes you feel bad because there's so many accomplishments you see per day. 
when day to day we don't get those massive accomplishments, you know? So that's the study about that, which is quite interesting, I found, but I think the risk of going on Instagram a lot is much bigger than, you know, hopefully just following reality check accounts, because those accounts now are utilizing it for engagement, right? Another study to talk about is the, does a heavy diet of junk food, right, we know it's not great physically having a new diet of junk food, but does it impact your mental health? So they looked at ultra-processed foods, right? Ultra-processed foods, a term coined by the NOVA Food Classification System in 2009, are defined as industrial formulations of processed food substances like oils, fat, sugar, starch, protein isolates that contain little or no whole food and typically include flavourings, colourings and emulsifiers. Think packaged snacks, chips or crisps, breakfast cereals, fries, bacon and cake. Right, so what do they look at? They looked at mild depression, number of mentally unhealthy days, and a number of anxious days. So the study found people who reported the highest level of ultra-processed food consumption, 80% or more of the daily energy intake as a law, were significantly more likely to report mild depression. Right? But the median of people um, eating ultra-processed foods in general is 57% of people's diets are ultra-processed foods. That's the median, okay? So... What's first here? Is it that people feel mildly depressed and f- and go for ultra-processed foods, those foods we love, as a way to soothe themselves? Or is it that they're eating a lot of junk food 80% of the time, causing them to feel worse about themselves, leading to mild depression? You know, which one is it? And that's something to think about. Or is it a circle? Does one feed another and keep going? <coughs> Could be that. The scientists also found as well that people who consumed the most ultra-processed foods reported significantly more mental, mentally unhealthy days and significantly more anxious days than people who consumed the least. They were also less likely to report zero mental, mentally unhealthy or anxious days. This study is not the best, okay? It's not the best. But what it does show is that there is a strong link, and it could be working either way, that if, you are, if your diet is 80% junk food, okay, the chances are your lifestyle is you no know, steps. Your lifestyle, you're not training. You don't care. You're just eating junk food, going day to day. And is it possible? And the other, and the flip side, did not walk in. And it's like, what would be good to find out is okay. If these people had eighty percent junk food in their diet, adding in eight thousand steps a day, what happens? Does the the continuation of eating junk food, knowing it's junk food, cause the mild depression, or will the steps negate it and make them feel a bit better? You know, or, you know, but dropping junk food down to 50% of the daily intake massively reduced uh, people reporting mild depression by over 65%. So the median range of people, saying 50% of junk food a day, 50% of your calories a day from junk food, only 11% of those said that they were um, having mild depression compared to 81% of people eating 80% or more. So there's links here, right? And I think what this study probably not looking at is activity levels, and it's not, obviously, the very specific. So if you're eating a diet that's, you know, 50 60% junk food, right, but you're walking, you're doing workouts, it's not going to have a direct, on-its-own, isolated, negative effect on your mental health. 
It's the story you tell yourself about the food as well, right? So the story you tell yourself about the junk food could cause a big problem. Now, would these people with a different story about junk food, and I don't like calling it junk food, ultra-processed foods, have a different view of themselves then as well? You know, if they were like, well, most of the population eat over half of their calories from ultra-processed foods, and you're eating a bit more than them. But actually, if you ate half and you walked and you trained, they, you know, you'd feel good. You could, you could lose weight, you could feel good. Okay, it's not too far away from where I'm at. But because they think they have to eliminate their entire diet from all the food they actually eat, and they go, well, if I want to change my life, I have to stop eating all the foods I'm eating and flip to that. That must be mentally straining, right? But the good news is, is that it doesn't seem there's a direct cause of eating 50 to 60 percent of your uh, calories from ultra processed foods causing a uh, worsening of your mental health i think it's a combination of all the lifestyle factors so any of you thinking oh going into christmas period i've loved meal prep and wholesome foods obviously we want to be eating wholesome foods most of the time but don't panic if you are starting to go into the ultra processed foods um, category especially if you're eating convenience foods and stuff like that right and it's all about the story about the food you're eating. It's just, that's about everything though. The story about whatever happens. You know, and I think, um, I don't really, you know, I did a post on the bulletin board about last week and we do a study, research, not study, survey, sorry. We did a survey with you guys, figure out where we can improve, you know, tell us the truth. Knowing that anonymous feedback forms tend to get more truth than usual. And truth should be the main thing. Everyone should be able to accept a fact and not have to react to it. And, you know, this take this can take time. Reading things you don't want to read can cause a reaction. It can cause you to want to react to it because you don't like what it is. And then you can attach what you, what's being said with the, with the person that's saying it and you can make them one and the same. And it's not true. So if I deliver a bad message to you and you don't like that message, you might think that message is bad, that sucks, I don't agree with it, therefore Scott is a knob and I don't believe in him, okay? And we need to be able to separate the fact from the person delivering it and being able to then look at situations such as we didn't turn up for a workout, didn't communicate it, that's not on, that's on us. Fact is, that's happened. We're putting processes and systems in same, in 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 um, new systems in place. But at the same time, the person that complains about it, which is fine, shouldn't be seen in a bad light for complaining about a fact. Does that make sense? So we need to work on that. Everybody needs to work, and I think it's a quite a universal problem we all have. When things get, when it's things, especially when it's things you care about, you can get like an emotional reaction and you go into a reactive mode, and you become defensive. This is kind of the human condition. It happens all the time. Like if you did a project in work, and you put your time and effort into it for years, and then you have you do something, and this, you know, and then they come back and say, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. You didn't do it right. Why is this? I'm, I'm angry about it. You can feel attacked because it's your work, and you, we attach our work to ourselves as well, do we? So we need to see it from both ways, really. But let's move on from that. Let's make sure that the service continues to improve. We are allowed to speak openly at Turtle. Please think that. Don't think that uh, you can't speak up. I always take feedback on board. And that's how that's the culture we want to breed. And that's the culture you want to breed in your day-to-day life. So one of the four agreements from the book, 
from the Toltec civilization, I think South American civilization, one of the four agreements is never to take things personally as a way to live. Because taking things personally all the time, you're going to be in for a life of struggle and conflict. And what do we even mean by taking things personally? If someone says something I don't like, it's my image, my self-image that's hurt. My self-image is hurt by what's been said, therefore my self-image is defensive or goes in attack mode, right? But that's because my self-image creates an all-important stance in the mind. For me, my self-image is so important. Anything that attacks this self-image that I've built up over years is problematic. And I think this start, it, it does start there. And, I, and like this is, this is not something that one person has said. This is something that's been said from Eastern Asian societies, the Buddhists, Taoism, Sto- Stoicism over to the South Americas. This has been, this taking things personally, don't do this and see things objectively, which is to take the self away from it. So when you don't take things personally, you're basically looking at everything objectively, take the self away. That's how you can live a life of minimal conflict, non-reactive, only responsive. And then you can see things objectively. Very, 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 very hard thing to do. But if there's any time and effort for you to go through today and to think about something, is to look at things, how the reaction causes the self-defense mechanism of the self to activate, and then see how that activates emotions and, and, you know, all the sorts of things that come from it. So today you can see, like, you know, when you go on the scales and you see a number that you don't like, it's the self-image you have that doesn't like the number because it says a story about the self-image that it's not good enough, that it shouldn't be this weight. That then causes an emotional reaction and then it will keep going and build up. It takes time to takes time to settle down, right? Someone says something to you today. Can you not... T- uh, can we... Can we listen without ourselves trying to object and come in and say the wrong and right without that? Just listen and then can we respond objectively? And we can bring in our experience. That's what thinking is about. Of course we want to be thinking. Of course we want to bring in the experience and the stuff we have. But can we do it in a manner that's not reactive but responsive? And you can try and do this for today. And see how quick you are to react. And if you are reacting quickly all the time to everything, there's a few things going on. We spoke about in book club. It could be you're not getting enough sleep. could be that your calories are too low. You're going to hangry state. could be that your allostatic load, which is the accumulative stress you are under, is simmering at the top of the stress bucket too much. And if you are living with a simmering stress bucket, you are going to be reactive. And you have less of this kind of executive control. Less of this time to think. And bring in the thinking, bring in objectivity. And if you can't bring that in, then you're always reacting. Things need to change at the root level, not so much, oh, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. Well, what's the cause of you always being reacting? Why are you so quick to react all the time? And I think there's big clues in that, when you start behaving that way, of deeper underlying things to solve. So I think about that. But today is one week out, so please get your steps in. You know, start tracking again if you haven't for a while. Get your one big thing done, whatever it is, work out, walk. I did Pilates. Full hour of Pilates, hard. But I really enjoy Pilates and I really want to bring in 30 minute Pilates sessions, beginner sessions to get people all up to date with the beginner move, with the moves, but taught slowly. So then you can go into the full sessions, really just knowing what the cue is, boom, boom, boom. But that's it. Get your one big thing in the app, get your steps in, put a smile on your face. 
uh, don't get sucked into the drama and you'll have a still cool day of responding, not reacting. So I'll see you tomorrow.